Getting a flu vaccination is important protection in a normal year, but it's even more vital this flu season that includes COVID-19. Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro. Both influenza and COVID-19 are viruses that can lead to serious complications. Cliff Merton sits down with Dr. Charles Breger, Medical Director of Corporate Health at Novant Health, to discuss the importance of a flu shot, how to time your vaccination, and other aspects of the pesky flu that we battle every winter. Thank you for listening. First off, a lot of people um, don't believe in flu shots. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard it too. I didn't get flu last year. I'm good. I've never gotten a flu shot. I haven't had it in 10 years. I'll keep my streak alive. I'm fine. Why should people not put off a flu shot, no matter what your situation is? Why should you never put one off? So flu is very contagious, and it can really cause severe illness and severe complications in many people. And, you know, every year, many, many millions of people get the flu, and around the world, probably hundreds of thousands of people die of complications of the flu. And the flu is well, is very well prevented most seasons, more than 50% prevented by getting a flu vaccine. And what is the disadvantage? You know, the, the flu vaccine is made from inactivated virus. It cannot cause infection. It cannot cause you to get sick. Yes, it can make your arm muscle a little bit sore, but really local, you know, local discomfort is all people generally get. And it can protect you from the flu. And even more importantly, it can protect family members from the flu. Because if you get the flu and you bring it home and you have a family member that has underlying asthma, emphysema, heart disease, liver disease, kidney disease, all kinds, any, any even number of chronic conditions, they could get extremely ill. What about people who think um, the flu vaccination and the upcoming COVID vaccination are one and the same? And if I just wait and hold off until this COVID-19 vaccination comes alive, I'll catch that early next spring. I'll be good. I'll just wait and, and I'll be covered for the flu. They're actually two different viruses and you, you need two different vaccinations, correct? That's exactly right. So the, in, the influenza vaccine basically protects against the four dominant strains of flu vaccine that were prevalent in the Southern Hemisphere, our summer, which has just ended, their winter. Those are the strains that typically spread to the Northern Hemisphere during our winter. So it's typically two influenza A strains and two influenza B strains. So that's, those are influenza viruses. The coronavirus is a coronavirus. It's a totally different type of virus and it, it can involve a totally different vaccine in order to provide protection. There is going to be no cross immunity between an influenza vaccine and a COVID vaccine. Is, is a flu vaccination even more important this year because of COVID-19? It is, and it is more important this year for a number of reasons. And one of them is that, you know, there is always a risk of, of being co-infected with multiple viruses at the same time. And many authorities will say, if you're sick with one virus and your immune system is maybe somewhat compromised or suppressed because of the viral illness or flu that you've got, you actually become more susceptible to getting additional illnesses. So you could develop, if you have COVID, you could develop the flu more easily. If you have the flu, you could develop COVID more easily. And you don't want, no, I don't wish anyone to have COVID and influenza at the same time. Could be 
associated with much more severe outcomes than having just one alone. Additionally, a really important consideration is the fact that typically in flu season, we have a, our hospitalization rate goes way up. You know, people uh, get sick with the flu, with pneumonia as a complication of the flu, uh, dehydration, uh, other med medical problems that could develop and end up getting hospitalized. Similarly, people are being hospitalized for COVID. And, you know, our hospitals were getting fairly full a couple of months ago when COVID really peaked in our communities uh, and, in our, and across Novant. And so if, you know, it, it's kind of almost like a perfect storm that could develop. If it turns out to be a fairly severe flu season at all, and if COVID picks up at all, as many experts are thinking it's likely going to, we may not be able to adequately care for all the sick people in our community, in our hospitals. And we don't want to overload our healthcare system. The flu season in the, the Southern hemisphere was uh, mild. It normally runs April to October and it was fairly mild this year compared to previous years. What might that mean for the Northern hemisphere in the United States? So um, often what we see happen in the, summer, in the Southern Hemisphere is often mirrored by what we see in the Northern Hemisphere. So the fact that it was relatively mild down South with our Southern neighbors hopefully will end up translating to a milder flu season for us. However, we, we don't wanna be complacent about it. One of the things that I, many authorities think led to a milder flu season in the Southern Hemisphere is COVID. And the fact that people are were masking well, social distancing better, doing hand hygiene a lot better, all those things help tremendously against the spread of COVID, but it also helps prevent the spread of the flu also. Now, I will say that, you know, many authorities also say that a lot of the mitigate, mitigating effects that were instituted in the Southern Hemisphere were more effective than we've had here in our country in particular. You look at our numbers, you know, 200,000 people dead. How many millions, over 5 million people now, something like that, have been infected with COVID? I think that people didn't take some of the hand hygiene, social distancing, and masking quite as seriously here as what happened in the Southern Hemisphere a few months ago. And so we may not fare so well. You touched on this earlier. Talk a little bit about the timing of getting a flu vaccine. I, I pass by places, we've already passed that date, but I remember the last week of August seeing a sign atop a pharmacy saying, get your flu shot today. People don't realize it has a, a, a certain amount of effectiveness. You, you touched on it earlier. When's the best time to get it and tell people how long it's effective? That's a really good question. So. I would say that September is a good time to get the flu shot. If you get it earlier than September, like you got it in August, it may actually lose its effectiveness before the end of flu season. And even in September, we have some risk of that. The flu vaccine is generally effective, providing immunity for about six months. And typically flu season goes until March or April. We've had some years it's gone into May. That is unusual, but it can happen. So we don't know when flu season will peak. However, because of the COVID situation, many authorities have been recommending consideration for getting immunized a little bit earlier. So in the past, I primarily advocated as we do in Novant, waiting until October. I think September is a good time. 
October is a really good time. Certainly try to get it by end of October as we immunize here in Novant. Doctor, there are still people out there, and this is amazes me, adults my age who still claim the flu shot is gonna make me sick. You're injecting me with a, a disease, a part of the disease. I'm getting some of the flu inside me. I don't wanna be a little bit sick. So I'm just not gonna get the flu vaccination at all. Despite year after year, I hear it's not, you're not in, in injecting something that's live into me. Tell people exactly what they're getting when they get a flu vaccine. Sure. So flu vaccines are made from inactivated influenza viruses. So the viruses are inactive, it's dead particles. It's just that they have the, uh, the chemical or protein antigenic makeup to stimulate your immune system to make antibodies to those particular viruses. So because the vaccine is inactivated, it cannot make you sick. It can cause a little local reaction, but it's not gonna make you sick. People who say, oh gosh, five years ago, I got a flu shot and three days later, I was sick as a dog with the flu. And you know what? Three years after that, I, got, I, I know that I was gonna hold off, but then three years later, my doc talked me into getting another flu shot and guess what? Three days later, I was sick again with the flu. Well, I will say to that person, that's really bad luck because it wasn't the flu shot that made you sick. It's right. that you were out and about in a grocery store, in a barber shop, in Walmart, somewhere else. And I'll say in previous years, while I think stores generally have good hygiene and sanitation standards, it wasn't taken to the level it's been taken now because of COVID. So you were out and about in Walmart or a gas station or wherever the day or the day after you got your flu shot five years ago. And again, two years ago when you got your flu shot again mm -hmm. and you were exposed there, some other place, it wasn't the flu shot made, made, made you sick. You were just unlucky to have to be exposed at a time that seemed compatible with the flu shot. Is it available in no nasal spray? And if so, is that an advantage or does that just depends on uh, supplies and things like that? So that, that's a, a, still a bit of a controversial topic, the, uh, the nasal flu mist flu vaccine. So there were some, some studies done for a couple of years that showed that the efficacy or effectiveness of getting an immune response to the, the nasal flu vaccine was not good. And it was actually taken off the market for a few years by FDA and CDC. And then last year, it came back on the market. I think that there were some additional studies done and some of the more recent studies said it did seem to provide better protection that had been thought in studies done just a couple years before it. So it is back on the market. Most of us think that it probably does not provide as high a degree of immunity or, or protection as an injection does. So we are recommending people get the injection instead of the, the nasal spray. Where we do see that the nasal spray has more value is among small children who have needle phobias and freak out about getting flu shots. And if, if they're able to convince their parents not to take them for a flu shot, because it's a shot, and, but they will take them for nasal spray, well, the nasal spray is likely better than nothing and should provide some protection. So that's the one time we are generally recommending using the nasal spray. Understood. Um, the vaccination is not 100% guaranteed. You can still get the flu if you get a vaccination, that happens. Um, the rates are very high. 
but what can I do to help myself if I do get the flu? There's some things early on I can do if I do catch the flu. Yeah, so, so you're right. Uh, flu vaccines are, you know, are not 100% effective. Uh, truthfully, they're usually thought to be at 50% 50 50 effective. Some less effective years, it's worse than that. And some very effective years, it's better than that. We don't know yet what it's going to be this particular year. But it, it has been shown for many people that if you get a flu shot and you then do contract one of these strains of the flu that was part of the flu vaccine, you generally get less sick than someone who has not received the flu vaccine. But let's say you do get the flu. You know, it, it, you really need to take good care of yourself. Hydration is really important. Treating your fever with fever-reducing medicines. Tylenol is generally uh, medication of choice, but for many people, ibuprofen might work better and may be preferred by them uh, is important. Take other symptoms to help relieve your, your symptoms, whether it's headache or cough or congestion. Uh, you want to try to get a lot of rest and eat healthy, um, get a little bit of exercise, but not too much. You don't want to push yourself too hard. But most importantly, you want to try to quarantine yourself from other people uh, within your home to try to keep this, them from getting the flu from you. If you can keep out of the kitchen, that's good. If you can use a separate bathroom, that's good. And take good care of yourself and monitor yourself for signs and symptoms of worsening disease. The flu is a relatively mild to moderate illness that we, with, with which, from which the vast majority of people recover completely in three days to a week. But for some people, if you get a lot worse, severe shortness of breath, problems breathing, et cetera, you should seek medical attention. Doctor, what are some of the ages and high risk groups, you touched on this earlier, who should be really aware of the flu and, and, and know that it can, it can affect you gravely if you're in this highest group. Uh, thank you for asking that. So anyone who has chronic medical problems like asthma, emphysema, heart disease, other lung disease, uh, immune compromised conditions for whatever reason, taking medication that causes your immune system to be weakened are at higher risk. Elderly people over 65 are at higher risk of more complications. Also small children under age five are thought to be at higher risk. Additionally, pregnant women are somewhat at higher risk. It's, it's universally recommended that all pregnant women, regardless of where you are in your pregnancy, should get a flu shot. What's the best way outside of a vaccine? What is the best way to prevent flu, getting it myself, spreading it to others? It's gonna sound a lot like the COVID questions we've been asking, but tell me what I can do to, to help myself. I get my shot and now I'm ready to face the winter months. Tell me what I can do. Yes, so keeping, you know, masking is a really good idea. Um, keeping your hands away from your face and your eyes and your mouth and your nose is always important. It's a good idea to wear and to keep hand sanitizer in your pocket and use it regularly when you're out in public. You know, you walk into a, a grocery store or your local drug store and you, you buy a few things, go ahead and pull it out and put it on as you leave. Uh, social distancing is really important for preventing the flu. Uh, avoiding touching things that are commonly touched by a lot of people helps. So if you're coming in through a, a door, a push open door in a drug store or, or a, some other store, you know, reach up and use your elbow to kind of push the door open instead of touching it with your hand. Um, when you're in, if you're in a public restroom and you're washing your hands, use paper towel to turn off the hot and cold water with the paper towels in your hand. Just do everything you can to reduce 
the likelihood of getting virus on you by being very, very aware of your surroundings and what you're doing and what you're touching. And that should give you a significant amount of additional protection. Doctor, what is the, the, the risk of someone, heaven forbid, contracting the flu and COVID-19 at the same time? So each of these viruses, you know, can cause significant disease. And if you get co-infected with both of them, I'm very concerned about what the mortality and morbidity could be for someone who has a co-infection. Time will tell what those numbers actually show, but I, I'll say that anything and everything we can do to protect ourselves from either of them, and more importantly, from both of them, should help keep ourselves and our community much healthier. Hello, this is Gina DiPietro again. As we just heard, the flu vaccination isn't something to skip or to dread. You especially don't want the flu if you've been infected with COVID-19 or vice versa. Protect yourself this year and every year. For more practical health tips and information, search Novant Health Healthy Headlines. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts. We post new episodes all the time. Most are just 15 minutes. Until next time, thanks for listening.